God was sending me pebbles and then mm. he started sending me rocks and then he just plopped a big boulder in front of me and said, you got to get your life together. You're not on the right path. And I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't a drug addict or anything. I, I was living my life physically instead of balanced. That okay. makes sense. Welcome to Into the Light podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Barbie Ingle. Barbie is a chronic pain warrior who has received over 30 accolades in her work for the chronic pain community. As a pain educator, educator, uh, patient advocate, and best-selling author of the book uh, entitled From Wheels to Heels, A Chronic Pain Patient Story of Hope, Help, and Understanding. Uh, we are so lucky to have Barbie here today. She does a lot of work with health helping people navigate the healthcare system, find hope in their own journeys. And uh, her story is really a testament to the power of self-advocacy and perseverance in the face of chronic pain. Thank you so much, Barbie, for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Adina. I'm so excited to be here as well. And I look forward to going into the light with you and your listeners. <laughs> Amazing. So glad to have the opportunity to speak with you. I've um, been all over your website. I know you have uh, done a ton of work for the chronic pain community. And you also have an amazing story just personally of healing yourself. Um, obviously, the title of your book says a little bit about that from uh, being in a wheelchair to actually now fully walking and uh, taking over and leading a, <laughs> leading a huge effort of change and awareness here. So thank you so much for the work you do. I'm glad to be here. And thank you for all that you do with this amazing podcast. It's up and coming and growing. And uh, I look forward to being a part of this growth with you and also sharing my story with all of your listeners. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's let's jump into this uh, work you do around chronic pain and healing. And on my podcast here, I talk a lot about like ascension and law of attraction and spiritual journey work. So I want to hear, first of all, your, your story about how you ended up healing yourself, essentially, and what happened, how you got into this work, your background of having uh, getting in the wheelchair, and then what can you tell our audience a little bit about that, and then how you started this this mission? Sure. So for me, it's all about physical health, mental health, and spiritual health, mm -hmm. and getting a good balance in my life. And I encourage other people to do the same thing. And it so if you just focus on one area, it doesn't really create your whole puzzle of life or fulfill right. you. And so. Uh, for me, it was a matter of balancing most of my life. I put into the physical aspects of life all the way from, from what, since I can remember at age four with my first memories, all the way through the age of 29, I 
really put a lot into my physical well-being and I believed in Jesus and I was a Christian and I went to church and and did the sacraments and got baptized and did all the things that that you're supposed to do but I also didn't put a lot of emphasis or energy on it and same thing with my mental health once my physical health suffered and I developed a rare disease mm-hmm. called reflex sympathetic dystrophy that disease RSD for short that it totally changed my life I say that 8 seconds when that when that disease took over, put me on a whole new trajectory. And I think before that, God was sending me pebbles and then mm. he started sending me rocks. And then he just plopped a big boulder in front of me and said, you got to get your life together. You're not on the right path. And I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't a drug addict or anything. I, I was living my life physically instead of balanced. That okay. makes sense. So that big boulder made me stop and reevaluate and look at everything in my life and look at the areas that I needed to fix and be better attuned with and have a better relationship with God and have a better relationship with the people in my life and have a better relationship with myself and my health. So he has been a life progression and going from wheelchair, wheelchair to heels. I, I spent about seven years in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting the right treatments, just like with my spiritual health and growth. I had this, I had this wheelchair and that kind of was like a symbol of, I went from this physical being to what do I do now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and how do I get out of this? How do I get past it? And I started breaking my life down into pieces and saying, okay, where, where am I lacking in this area of my life? What steps can I take? What goals can I set short-term, long-term to achieve the things I want to do? I want to be a cheerleader and God wants me to be a cheerleader also, but more of the physical aspect is what I had in mind. God showed me that wasn't what he had in mind. And the boulder he put in my life of having a chronic rare disease was, Hey, I want you to be a cheerleader, but you need to refocus how you're doing it. Take the things that you learned in all these years and reapply them to, to helping humanity, helping show my light and helping create your own light that can resonate out of you. Amazing. So you have like, um, you said you were, you were raised in a Christian background and um, did you, do, has, has your belief system like changed through, through your healing journey or how, how does, how's your relationship with God and with, you know, energy at this point? It definitely strengthened mm. going through the challenges that I faced physically had to affect me mentally and spiritually. And a lot of people have turned and run away from the church and spirituality and how could God do this to you? And I chose to to run to God and say, help me through this. I cannot do this alone with this physical body here on earth. I need your help, your love, your guidance. Take away my anxiety, take away my stress, take away my guilt and help me be the best human I can be. And I move towards God and living in his light so that my light could shine more. And, and I could live more and I could help more people and I could fulfill my earthly purpose and realizing for me, time changed. And so on earth, we have this 24 hours a day and we got to get as much in as we can. Mm -hmm. And 
I couldn't do that. I couldn't live like that. I had to live moment to moment and make the best of each moment. And for me, it changing time changed the aspect of how I'm living fully and in, in all the things that I do. And it helped me be a better person, a more patient person. Definitely mm. God has taught me patience and, uh, and a more fulfilled, happy person without anything external. I'm happy just sitting here being me, whether I'm in mindfulness and praying, or I'm trying to physically do something in the world to help humanity. I have, I have that peace about me now and that happiness that I did not have when I was just focused on one area. Right. So it's like a balance, you feel more balanced and, and whole. And it sounds like you've done a lot of work on like mindset programming, like, and I know that that's definitely, you know, one, one way to become, you know, become more spiritually aware is to, you know, we kind of have to go through this process of healing our, our mindset problems or our, our limiting beliefs, things that are holding us back. And, you know, people seem to be focusing a lot of work in, in that area. So um, it sounds like also, you know, that's, that's been a lot of the growth for you, right? Was, was doing some of this mindset work. Do you, do you do it on like a daily basis? What do you do every day for your own practice? I, I switch it up and do a little bit of, of different activities um, each day. So it might be reading from the Bible or putting on like a day of spiritual music where I can just sing and dance and, and be like uh, yeah. around the house, uh, have a little dance party for Jesus. Um, and <laughs> and it, it could be uh, helping another person. Sometimes I feel a calling that this person needs me to go above and beyond what I would normally be able to do and give them that time, effort, and energy. And so I'm helping them win at their life. And, yeah. and so uh, every day it's a little bit different and what I can physically do uh, also makes a difference. Uh, one of the best things I've learned along this path is, is I am, and God is the great I am, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am that I am. Or I, I am, am my, I, I am. am my presence. <laughs> Amen. So uh, for me, writing down my own I ams, it's not what I do, it's who I am. Mm -hmm. I am bubbly and bright and smart. And sometimes I might not have all the answers, but that doesn't mean I'm not smart. So you can have two different things going on at the same time that might seem in conflict, but they are both true in nature. And so Looking at my IMs, when I first started my IM list, I couldn't think of anything. Mm. I thought I'm a I I was talking down to myself, and I'm oh, not, yeah. I I suck, and I all the all the things that were wrong with me, and I wasn't supposed to write those things down. We're supposed to write the things that are good, our gifts, yeah. our talents, affirmations. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so I couldn't write anything for the first three days, and. Um, a psychologist called me and said, how's your I am list going? And, oh, it's not going good. I have nothing on my paper. I, I am nothing. And he said, well, let's start with your believer. So start with, I am Christian. Mm -hmm. I actually, he said, I am spiritual. Mm -hmm. He said, I am Christian. I changed it to, I am spiritual. <laughs> okay. And, and, um, and so that's, that was my first thing. And I got off the phone and I came up with a few more. And by the time I got to his office, four days later, I had uh, 50 things on my list. By the time I left his office, I had 75. And now 20 years later, that was 2003. 
20 years later, I have over 150 I am's. And when I am doubting myself or lose my confidence mm -hmm. or forget, you know, what, what is my talent? What's my purpose here on earth? What am I supposed to be doing? I can go back to my I am list and remind myself, this is who I am, no matter what anybody else thinks, no matter what they do or believe, this is who I am. And it helps ground me and, and organize myself to move forward and, and to continue sharing his light. Amazing. Yeah. So you, it's, it's like you, you, you've broken it down from all of the limiting beliefs you couldn't do it and the healing journey that took a whole lot 20 years to, yeah. to get to where you are. I love that. And that, you know, just talking about the process of how you used affirmations and writing it down to really, uh, you know, attract, you know, I talk a lot about the law of attraction and how to, uh, you know, kind of just vibrate at a higher level, right? So that we end up attracting and being what those things that we're, we're actually writing down and making it so real. That's amazing. And um, so I had a question. You, so you, you had seven years, you said you weren't walking. Uh, you had ed endometriosis, right? And re reflex sympathetic dystrophy. Is, yeah. Are those, those, yeah, those are what put you in the wheelchair, correct? Yeah. Correct. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so what, what kind of diseases are those? Like what, what caused that? You said it was rare and uh, yep. is it something so, genetic? And Endometriosis is when your uterus grows outside of your uterus. So those cells that, that make up your uterus, they were growing in my intent on my intestines, my colon, my inner lining of my um, abdomen. Mm -hmm. And um, I was having constant pain and constant periods. And I went through uh, many treatments for it. And it ended up having to have a hysterectomy and a oophorectomy, and which is the removal of your uterus and, and ovaries. And uh, went through that whole process and thought, oh, thank you. God got me through. I conquered the world. But little did I know he had he had more for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was made oh, no. for more. Um, and I then developed reflex sympathetic dystrophy. Reflex is anything in your body that's automatic, goes haywire. Sympathetic is your nervous system. And so it's like a burning fire nerve pain. And dystrophy is loss of muscle and bone, which leads to other challenges such as dystonia, where your body locks up, uh, falls, proprioception, balancing coordination issues. So I have a lot of trouble like on stairs, for instance, even mm. though I'm up and walking, I still have some challenges that I face, but I'm better able to manage them now. Right. And were these, were you in a situation where the doctors didn't see a lot of hope for like oh, healing or yeah. <laughs> so it's something, oh my gosh. So, you know, how did you get into like your own regenerative uh, journey of healing. And like, I guess I hear these stories where people are not, they're told that they're not going to be able to walk. I mean, we, we know like Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I hear a lot about him and, you know, using consciousness to, to heal the body is, is are those the techniques that you ended up kind of tapping into, or what did you end up doing? Uh, some of Eastern medicine, Western medicine, and a lot mm. of prayer, prayer, oh. There was times when I'm like, oh, I hope I don't die today. My husband's at work and he, I don't want him to come home and find me dead. Oh my gosh. But I didn't know if I was going to live through the day. So I would pray my way through the day and meditate and, and use mindfulness. But I also had to be reminded to use my tools. God gave us the ability to have tools and resources here on earth. Right. And so I, I would also have to use a, a combination of 
treatments. You know, it, it, you can't, someone said this to me once, you can't expect God to drive a parked car. If the car is just sitting there, there's no reason to say, God, help me get through this. Cause you're not going anywhere. You're just stuck. Right. And, and so I have to drive and I have to take action. I have to take responsibility a storm. I don't know if you can hear it, but a storm just happened um, outside. Oh like, no. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I, I had to get unstuck and get allow unstuck. myself to, if there's the boulder is placed in front of me, how do I get over it, under it, through it, around it? There's, there's a way. And I had to become more open-minded. I said, God gave me patience my patience increased dramatically through that meditation and prayer and understanding that I don't have to fix this today. I don't have to say this today or do this today and, and have the grace in me that God provides that says, it's okay. If I have to spend this day in bed, it's okay. If I need mm. to use a wheelchair, it's okay. If I can get up and walk and help somebody and they're all equally okay. And being right with that and saying, okay, I will accomplish the things that I need to accomplish as I'm supposed to in God's time. And it's not always the time I wanted. And I didn't always understand the situation I was in, but mm. when I looked back, I got to a point where I said, okay, I don't like this, or this is hard, but there's a reason for it. And when I would look back, I would go, I wouldn't be here if that did not happen. Mm -hmm. There's a master plan. We, you know, we're in God's hands and <laughs> he, has this whole, he has this whole plan set for us and we don't always see it and we might fight how to get it done and, or accomplish it. And, and things can sometimes be hard, but there's always a purpose and a reason for what we're going through. As long as we're continuing to move forward and away from the mess that's there and make it into the message to share with ourselves and with humanity and, and, and help other people at the same time. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it sounds like it, you also come to a point of that forgiveness. Like you have to forgive yourself and then you can move forward. Like this time it's going to be different this time. I'm going to, you know, it's like you, cause you, you loved yourself through all of the, you know, other times you've tried yeah. or the, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the challenges. Right. And, you know, that's something that I've, I've seen, you know, with, with basically your mindset and developing, uh, how to, uh, yeah, overcome and heal. Right. So, so do you, do you work with people like as a, I know you do some coaching as well. Are you, are you working with people, uh, you know, as a, as a coach, I know, like you said, there's different areas of them doing legislative, legislative work or people trying to create change in the government and the, you know, can you tell me a little bit about how you work with, with people to change their lives and then yeah. they, you know, create these bigger changes? Yes, I, I work with patients one-on-one -on -one and, and uh, have some that I've been mentoring, some for many, many years. Uh, one's become my best friend. Yeah. And, and then others that they come into my life for a season or, or a coaching session or a whole course. It could be on legislation. It can be on living your best life as a patient. It could be on finding the resources and tools as a caregiver that you need. Mm. And um and most of them, when I do a course, I like to run it through Facebook because most people have Facebook. And so I create a private group and, and we'll run a course. 
and they'll, there'll be a video of a lesson that you learn, and then there'll be homework for that course. And then there'll also be a, a question and answer period. And we'll do six to eight classes together over, uh, sometimes it's really short, like a week. My legislative course is about a week long, mm. um, but there's homework every single night. And then, and then some, my patient and caregiver courses are longer periods where we spend uh, a few months with each other and go and help each other come up with the tips, tools, creating an oasis in our life that we have as a tool that we can pull from and use. And, and each one of us has a little bit different in uh, needs when it comes to health. And so individualizing that and figuring out what, what you as a patient need, it's not going to be the same thing I need, but I can give you a really good jumping off point of creativity to get your mind flowing so that you can organize and get the things you need in your life accomplished. Yeah, that's awesome. And it sounds like you find a lot of people who are maybe struggling through the healthcare system, or they don't know what to do next. And yeah, so these are chronic pain uh, people who are dealing with this. And so this is amazing because, you know, you need resources and you need to find the right place to go, the right person to, to help tell you what to do. So uh, I think it's awesome that you have all of these different kinds of courses. And also, like you said, I think there's a caregiver one. So those are, those are for people um, who are caregivers, right? And they're yes. also providing services to the patients, right? Right. Correct. Oh, yeah. oh, amazing. Well, this is really cool. And so um, all of this story is about, you know, chronic pain. And um, what have you found in terms of going through this, you know, healing journey from the from the uh, like nutrition or, uh, you know, feeding your body <laughs> side of things? Yeah, because I, I know that's a big piece. So Cute. tell me a little bit. Yeah, about your thoughts on what people, you know, should be should be aware of in this in this healing journey around like nutrition and health. Well, one of the best things that I did was I did a microbiome test. Oh and it, yeah. And it showed me my gut health. Your poop, right? <laughs> yes, so good. But things that like in society, we say like tomatoes are good, salads are good, vegetables and fruits, get them, get them, eat them, eat them, eat them. And for some people, nightshades are bad and tomatoes You're are right. bad. And, and so what you individually need, just like what you need when you go to the doctor's office, it should be individualized. What you eat should be individualized. Mm -hmm. So just going down a generic list of these are the good foods and these are the bad foods. I want people to start rethinking that and understand that just because it's labeled good or labeled bad doesn't mean that, that it's right for you and or wrong for you. And some people think, oh, I'm gluten intolerant. And it really had to do with a specific type of wheat. And you can get this microbiome test that can show you that you still need other wheats and you still need other things that supplement your diet. And understanding that is just incredibly important of how individualized it is. The other test I did it, similar to what we eat is the medicines we take or the lotions we put on things right skin yeah skin absorbs so knowing you know if if you're on medications do they work for you there's a test called pharmacogenomics pgx mm. for short and that can tell you individually based on your genetics what medications will work for you won't work for you and um you never have to have those moments at the doctor's office that say, let's try this and see if it helps. Yeah. If you get these types of, of tests on the microbiome or the PGX, 
it can tell you this is right for you or this is wrong for you and what your superfoods are, what the medication mm. that's going to take care of what you're physically ailing from quickest and or what you metabolize slowly or or what doctors should watch if they have you on a specific medication for your heart or liver or or whatever you're taking. So really finding when I say create your oasis, it's not just the things around you, but what you're putting in you or on you is part of that oasis. And yeah. having that knowledge about the tools that you need in your life is super important. Yeah. It's like our bodies, our temple, and we have to be holistic in our approach. Like you said, mind, body, spirit, all interconnected. Yes. And yeah, and it's, it sounds like, um, you, you've had a lot of, uh, like, you provide all these resources in your courses so that people know like the best way to even, even have, you know, better results in their own like healing process. And because I, I feel like so many times I hear stories of people being on pharmaceutical medicines for years and years and it's not working. Right. And, and, and this is like a catastrophe. But they keep taking it. Yeah. They keep taking it and it's, it's the doctors don't know what's going on. Right. It's, right. it's a big mess. Yes. Um, and so do you do you then, so when people come to you and some, so it hasn't been working, are they also then taking a more holistic approach and trying to move away from like Western medicines maybe, or, I mean, I know we all need to take a certain amount of that, especially with these conditions, but do you feel like that ends up being the trajectory is that they move, move away from those chemicals and these, you know, yeah, a, a lot <laughs> poisons? Of yeah, yeah, a lot of times in, in figuring out what, if it doesn't work for you, one of the biggest lessons that, that, that we should know is that there's constantly new things coming down the pipeline. There's so many new tools coming and being willing to try something new to say, I've been on this medicine for five years or one year, you should be checking. How's this working? Is it, is it 85% improvement in my life? Is it just taking the edge off? Is there something else? And having those conversations with our medical providers, extremely important to say, hey, one year, five years, <laughs> 10 years, what else is out there? There's constantly new things. And it usually isn't one magic pill. It isn't just praying or just believing or being positive. It's, it isn't one pill that you take that takes away all the pain. It's typically a combination of treatment options and choices that we make every single day in our life so that we can live our best life. And not just for today, but if I do this today, what will my tomorrow look like? There's so many times, especially in the beginning, I would run in and the doctor, the doctor would say, if you don't have this surgery, you're going to die. If you don't have this mm. surgery, you're going to lose vision or what, whatever the message was that they were trying to tell me to put urgency on it which they didn't realize I fully internalized and thought I'm going to do what the doctor says and didn't research for myself and take responsibility for myself to see what's right for me. And I went through search. I've had over 50 surgical procedures. I stopped mm -hmm. counting at 50. Um, I've had over a hundred healthcare providers. I stopped counting at a hundred. Oh my gosh. And, and so it, it literally came down to what's right for me. And who knows me best besides God that can talk to me, myself, keeping track of what I've gone through, what I've experienced. Yeah. It's my job to communicate that with my medical team and ask them, what's the tools 
and figuring out what is going to help me today and tomorrow. Right. Don't, don't rush into things anymore. Unless you're in a critical situ situation, take the right. time you need to say, is this medication helping? Is this medication something I even want to start? Go and look at the FDA website and see what they suggest and what I had a doctor that kept ordering a medication for me and yeah. it was an inset, not an opiate for mm. pain. But I was like, yes, I'm taking an inset. I'm going to do great. Got off opiates. And uh, a year and two weeks later, well, I started having symptoms, but I ignored those pebbles. Um, <laughs> and a pebbles. year and two weeks later, <laughs> I, I was full on internal bleeding, vomiting mm. blood, blood from anywhere it could be coming from. And, and ended up in the emergency room and they're prepping me for a blood transfusion. And I'm like, how did I get here? And it turns out that the medication had, I read the insert, it says, don't take for more than seven days. Mm. I took it for a year and two weeks. Oh my gosh. And so I had to have three months of in-home care with nursing care and, and had all kinds of complications from this situation. And it taught me, read the labels, read the information, do the research on my own. And my doctor's like, why did you take it for so long? And I said, because mm. you kept ordering it. Oh my God. He didn't I, even I realize. Didn't, <laughs> I, he didn't realize. And the script would come through from the pharmacy and he would order it. And I didn't know I was supposed to have a conversation about it. I was oh. relying only on the doctor when I realized finally, I have to pay attention for myself. The doctor has Many doctors have one to 2000 patients, some more, mm. some that are really good have less because they limit themselves so that they can be a better attentive doctor to, to the patients that they do have. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but on average one to 2000 patients a year they see, and they cannot keep track of every single patient. No way. They can yeah. Look through their notes <laughs> and go, what happened? Yeah, no way. So yeah. yeah, they don't. I man, it is a mess out there, and I know this is just one area of the healthcare system that really breaks down. Um, but it sounds like on a personal level, you know, where like patients are just programmed with fear, like if you don't do this, you're gonna die. If you don't do that, and so then you're so scared. But it's like you have to like take a step back and be like, okay, what if I don't take this medication, and what if I'm really discerning, like use discernment to like maybe make different choices that could heal me like you know another way and not yes. not rely on this so it sounds like that's really the like the process that people like your god forces you to do yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> right he gives us free will so we're like yeah. oh this is the easy thing and we gravitate to the easy thing but sometimes we need to conquer the hard things yeah totally so, yeah, and like you said, um, like I come from a Muslim background. I don't know if you, you, we didn't talk too much about that, but it's like you said earlier, you know, you like in, in, in Islam, they say you have to tie your camel and, you know, you have to like, Allah will provide for you, but tie your camel. And like, that's like the same thing you were saying earlier. Like, he's not just going to, you know, get the car going for you. Or if you don't your tie heart. your camel, it will walk away from you. Yeah. And if you, you if lose you, yeah, as long as you like, you know, go to God, at least, you know, with some with some like intention, then the yes. blessings will come back to you. So right. it's that's the way I and I say go to God in, in good and in bad times. Yeah, thank him. Thank you for this abundance. Thank you for these blessings. Thank you for these talents and gifts. And also go to God to say, God, help me through this hard, challenging time. This is not so easy. 
but with you, I can make it through. Yeah. Awesome. And it's definitely, like you said, gratitude and being grateful. And then also in times of hardship, you know, we want to pray for, for these things, but how does that really like break us out of the patterns that we're in or make us, uh, you know, take these, these big steps. So put the car I, in drive. <laughs> yeah, put the car in drive and just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> Don't yes. quit. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, that's amazing. I mean, you certainly have a story of never quitting and never giving up and, um, you know, doing all of the things. So, you know, before we wrap up here, I wanted to ask like, where is someone's listening to this and they feel really, you know, stuck in that place we're talking from getting, you know, from stuck to unstuck and they want to, um, you know, reach out to you, get some of these coaching programs that you have for chronic pain or for caregivers or for legislative work, you know, what, where can they go to find you? BarbieIngle.com, Barbie with a Y, Ingle with an I. And uh, you can also check me out on Facebook, Barbie Ingle Official. Barbie Ingle Official. Okay, great. And yeah, that's again, for anyone who's I don't know, stuck in the medical system and who, or, you know, wants resources and information. Um, and you also have your, uh, I paying living magazine, right? So you provide yes. that as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. We have a lot of different places to find you and, uh, you know, before we wrap, is there any other, you know, last words that you'd like to share with our listeners today or any final thoughts that you, you want to put out there? <laughs> yes, too. Uh, there is, there is great reason for hope because there is help. All you have to do is reach out and seek it. Yeah. And if you love what Adina's doing, please tune into her other podcast episodes and check out Into the Light and leave a review. Let her know how you're touching, how she's touching your life. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Amazing. I will definitely encourage our listeners to do that and to visit your site as well. Thank you so much, Barbie. It was great to have you today. And I'm excited that hopefully we get to connect again in the future. Thanks so much. I think we will. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.